Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Good. Wonderful. What's going on in your world? Oh, um, well, I had Wonder Boy home um, for the weekend. Yes. And uh, and he, I was so happy. We that went. Would boy, that'd be Wonder Boy Junior. Yeah, Wonder Boy Junior. They're wonderful and Wonder Boy. And. Um, so anyway, well, Freddie, you could have said hi anyway, even though we were on air. Fast Freddie just walks in, and that's why it was, yeah, set up. Hi, Freddie. Anyway, wonderful, wonder boy, they're all the same, both of my boys. So Sean was home because he took the LSAT on for onset Monday. Yes. And so he was home for a couple of days, so we went to pick him up. And how did and, he think he did? Um, he said he felt much better than he did the first Good. time. And the first time he did great. Anyway, Good. so we'll see what happens. A couple mm-hmm. weeks, we'll know. All right. And so we had a great, we went to our favorite couch tomato place for gluten-free pizza and tomato soup. <laughs> and it was fun. We had a lots, lots of fun. That's and nice. Came home and he was with me all weekend and it was a joy to have him. I said, I said, having Sean Cadden Foley home is like having 10 kids home. Because, Why? Well, Tommy is so independent, like he just does. And Sean is much more mom. What about this? Can we do this? Are we doing? Could, but <laughs> it is. He's not as self-directed. No, as Tommy he's is. very. He likes to include. He likes to be part of. He likes to say, make a plan. He likes to follow through on those kind of things. And Tommy is just, you know, whew, flies. You know, so it's funny had the difference in their behavior. It was really funny to see him, though, I have to say. It was a Saturday night. That's when you came back. You picked them up or Friday Friday night, night when we Friday saw night. you at, yes. at um, well, we went originally, studios. we went to Russell's, and right. Russell's had a little problem with their water lines or something. And so we went down to Sibio's, and, and we were sitting there, and I saw your son pull up in front of Sibio's. Uh, I saw the white car, right. I should say. I didn't see him. And when he got out of the car, I said, well, that's not Laurie. So that's she's not, not driving. Right. And I didn't even connect that Sean could be driving. Yeah, because I know. And he, so when we dropped um, my cousin Sharon off, I yes. sat in the back seat coming back and Sharon sat in the front with, with um, Sean. So he said, mom, I guess I'm driving Miss Daisy. I said, that's right. I'm staying back here. <laughs> so that's why I even, I wasn't even in the front, but I was in the back. Oh, well, after, after he so, got out, I just sh- turned my head and said, well, that's not them. And I just forgot yep. about it. Yeah. But it was, was uh, I thought, I have to tell you, I thought that Sean was um, very um, engaged. 
yeah. in the conversation with us that night. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very present, and it was really interesting to see him interact, of course, with Patrick, which is always a challenge. But uh, it was just nice to see him. He mm-hmm. just really was very verbal, and he was talking to us and asking questions, and, you know, that's great. Yeah, and he, I said he'll be home for the 4th of July for a few days, and he'll be much more relaxed because, of course, he was came home Friday and the test wasn't until Monday afternoon. So the whole weekend yeah, he was continuing to study. Nervous. He did his prep exam right before. And, you know, so he, yeah, so he's doing, he's all right. So he's gone back. He left on Tuesday afternoon. And of course, Barbara let him borrow her car so he could have his, her car for a couple of weeks. And then he'll drive home with Barbara's car for the 4th of July. Okay. So well, that, that was, was very nice. nice. My sister always helps him out. So She's she Barbara thinks they're her kids, you know, my kids. Oh, so that's a good okay. thing. And they let her think it, you know, that way they can go either one. Uh, uh, if you won't give it Aunt Barbara will kind of thing. Oh, you know, they play you two yeah, off each well, other. Of course. Well, that's pretty they nice. They know who to go to. They do know? indeed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we had a good time. And Emma oh, was um, I told her we mentioned her name mm-hmm. last um, week mm-hmm. and she um listens all the time goes to the podcast and listens well i have to do a shout out for um my dentist dr andrew taylor who apparently does listen to us on saturday morning (laughs) it's great so as you all are listening to this um hopefully we will be um in the company of my stepson who is arriving this evening as we speak this is thursday and uh, he will be around for Father's Day, which I think which is, is quite very, wonderful. Yes, I'm glad he's there yes. because Patrick is, has been talking about it forever. And yeah, and I'm and so happy lake, it's here. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's um, questionable as to whether or not we can actually go out on the boat because the weather is going to be kind of crazy. Iffy. But we'll try it because I know that Tyler loves to be out on the boat. Mm-hmm. And it's great because I do know that he has an extremely high pressured um, deadline kind of job. And so this is this is really good for him to be up there and to not be plugged in as much as he normally is when he's home. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Very happy. Yeah. So I have a story for today. You do. Here we go. Marlene is a full-time pharmacist who had worked with many of the chain drugstores over her career. She has survived the mergers and acquisitions and the ever-revolving staffing of the stores. She has moved many times into bigger and better buildings, but always felt the moves were to her advantage until the last one. She decided the benefit package and salary with the world's largest retail store would allow her to put in a few more years until retirement when she could work part-time and enjoy the life she planned in the heart of Atlanta, Georgia. The house was sold, the new condo purchased, and the retirement party was behind her. Then she discovered that she did not like being in Atlanta. She had some concerns 
over the hiring of of my printer went off here the hiring of the people and the work ethic of those who were hired and the apparent relaxing of the rules which she discovered were part of the southern culture she was used to a faster pace a more accountable workforce and at the very least a reverence for being on time it forced her to consider the rigidity with which she followed the rules and made her question how important all that was to her she realized, much to her chagrin, that it was non-negotiable. Given that, she decided to look for other employment in smaller pharmacies and even reconnected to her former employer, who was really excited that she would consider a return. Secure with the offer to go back to the former employer, she took some time to think this through. She decided to connect with a financial planner and let a professional review her financial situation. She thought she needed to work until she was 65 and then go part-time, but maybe not. She contacted me to review her situation, knowing that I was not in her backyard, but deferring to the assumed values of the people in the area of her last employment. She said she did not feel that confident of the people she'd met in Atlanta. I understood her perspective, but did not share in her beliefs that the planners I knew in Atlanta had a different set of values, yet I deferred to her wishes. We reviewed her savings and investments plans, her income goals and plans for retirement, and discovered that she had now what she needed to retire. As I explained this to her, I could see her disbelief in my calculations and her <laughs> doubts of the sufficiency of her assets to carry her through retirement. I was wondering why this was so difficult for her to accept. Then I got the story. As a child, her parents told her that saving for retirement was the most important goal of her working career. They helped her through pharmacy school, quite an achievement for a young woman in the day, and assumed that she would find continuous employment because of the field she was in. She married a year out of pharmacy school to another pharmacist and they lived happily for over 10 years. They did not have any children, but she discovered he had another family in another town he never told her about. She initiated the divorce and found that she lost, lost half of her assets to the divorce settlement. Given the terrible emotional and financial losses, she never remarried and assumed she would never be able to retire. She found it very difficult to believe the numbers I was showing her. I let that sink in for her for a few weeks. When I called her back to see where she was on this issue, she told me she accepted the job to return to her former employer in Atlanta, and she was willing to accept that she could work part-time if she wanted to, but that she did not have to. Victory. The end. Wait a minute, though. Can I ask about that? Go right ahead. Was he still married to these people or he was divorced and had another family? He just had a completely other family. Another was, life. Yes, a whole But he was life. still living. And what did he do? Go back and forth? Absolutely. You know, I just have one question. Yeah. Are people nuts? <laughs> Isn't one enough? Like, really? Seriously. That's, that's what I would think. Oh, my God. I mean, think of all the energy it takes to cover that up I, I with both families. And I don't get it anyway. Every time I hear it, I think, really, really, 
What the I don't hell? know. Apparently, this this other family was a woman that he had met when he was in high school. Yeah. And when he went away to pharmacy school, which he did, I mean, physically went away, he didn't want to tell her about this other thing because it wasn't something that he really wanted. It, I, I think the woman was pregnant, so, you know, he... But I, still, what a liar. It's amazing. I can't it's amazing. It. I, so I that's why, why she can't. was just so afraid. You were sure. And she anything. lost some of her money. Yes, because she was making as, as much money as he was. Oh, man, oh, man. So they had to split things up. And did he go back to the other person? Or I don't know. I never, I didn't ask her. I, I just... Oh, my God. She was I, happy. I, I mean, I know what happens. I just find that so bizarre it is bizarre it's a very bizarre situation because like why would you i don't know but i think it's one of those things that once you get into it it's <coughs> it's just so hard to disengage yourself from it because right. the lie gets bigger and bigger and bigger well i know you know and it just uh, i don't know that's why they tell you never tell always tell the truth it's uh, the only story you ever have to exactly. remember exactly it's that 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 i'm sorry that that blows my mind it's it's really weird but you know, you just, okay, I get it. You know, and, and it, I felt so happy to see her actually accept that that's something that happened 25 years ago. And she still carried that yeah. belief with her uh-huh. for so long. And then is she married today. Did she find no, it? No, she did not remarry. And will she not? Do you think she'll not remarry, I, but is she dating anyone? No. So she's completely jaded now for the whole but love But you never thing. know. Something like this may open up a whole new world of freedom for her. She didn't realize how much all of that was running her life. So once you acknowledge it, you see it, you yeah, free it up. Nothing changes till it becomes what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she may start looking at this and saying, oh, well, you know, come on. Now I'm in, I could look at retirement. Maybe I don't need to work. And if I find somebody, maybe I'm open to finding somebody. Now. I hope she does. I do too, because she's a very... She's a sweet woman. Yeah, and that's very attractive. See how, woman, but just man, so how burned. life and what it does, it takes a hold of those things. And that was a devastating blow. Yep. Whoa. Okay. Well, yes. we are going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Okay, we're back with our guest today, one of our special guests today, guest expert, Dr. Barbara Plucknett, who is the owner of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. Uh, welcome, Dr. Plucknett. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, great. Thanks. Good. We have a really good topic to talk about today. Very, very topical topic. So tell That's me right. what happened. So um, there was an article in the paper earlier this week on the health and science section of the Times Tribune, and it was about, it's the Ask the Doctor section. Yeah. And I actually had two patients come in, same day the article came out, and they said, what am I reading about no need for pap smears after the age of 65? Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, I would have to see what, what did they mean by that. Um, 
to be able to help them. So I, I went home and I pulled up the article and, and I thought that, you know, pap smear guidelines have changed so much in the last five years um, that I thought it would be wise to go over the current recommendations um, as they apply to, you know, most of our female population that we take care of anyway. And so, you know, the irony was the poor woman that had told me that she was so irate about the article in the paper was greater than 65 and had an abnormal pap smear and was in the office being evaluated for that pap smear. And so she couldn't understand why somebody would say greater than the age of 65 wouldn't need to have a pap smear because if that were the case, she wouldn't have had hers. She wouldn't have found out she had an abnormality and we wouldn't have been going down that pathway of evaluation. So Mm -hmm. there's always that you know, exception to the rule that we need to be, you know, thinking about when we make these um, overwhelming recommendations. So the pap smears, as we know, used to be a yearly event. And you would start from the time that you were a teenager and you would be, you know, uh, christened in the gynecologist's office for this very unpleasant event that occurs on a yearly basis. (laughs) And so, well put. (laughs) That's right. So nobody likes to see their gynecologist either in the office or in public, let me tell you. Right. Mm -hmm. So the rules then changed a couple years ago to say, well, maybe the younger females don't need pap smears. Um, and, and why do they say that? So before the age of 21, you don't need a pap smear. And the reason that they say that is only 0.1% of cases of cervical cancer will actually occur before a woman is age 20. So the risk of having the disease is so low that it doesn't warrant the screening. They also know that the human papillomavirus, which is the virus that is responsible for the vast majority of abnormalities of the pap smears. And so the human papillomavirus is generally thought of as a sexually transmitted disease, meaning you get it um, from having intercourse or coming into sexual contact with someone else who has the virus. And so understandably, the human papillomavirus infection is usually um, acquired by young women um, very shortly after they've begun having sexual intercourse. Um, But nearly all cases of this virus are cleared by their immune system because their immune system is so robust. They'll clear this immune, this reaction in one to two years after they've been exposed to it. So a lot of times they have cervical minor, minor cervical abnormalities, but these clear And what was happening was we were doing all of these extensive evaluations, including biopsies and things of that sort, for what amounted to a disease that would have normally cleared on its own anyway. So the decision was made not to screen young people before the age of 21. Now, between the age of 21 and 29, we should still be testing with pap smears. Um, And instead of it being yearly, As long as the pap smears have been normal, you can screen these folks every three years. Wow. So pap smears, pap smears, and we're going to talk about this. So pap smears, which is a cervical screening test every three years. Now, that is said when you do that, of course, they screen for the presence of disease. um, And then they also, in some cases, will check to see if there's been, if there's evidence of a human papillomavirus infection. So screening with pap smears. Now that's 21 to 29. For women aged 30 to 65, the rules change a little bit. 
So we talk about human papillomavirus as being the primary cause, and we talk about being certain strains of this human papillomavirus that are more likely to cause disease than others. And so what has been developing over the past many years are these specific tests for human papillomavirus to determine whether you have the high-risk types. So certain strains of human papillomavirus much more likely to cause cancer than others, and so they specifically test for these high-risk types. And this testing is called a um, co-test. So co-testing meaning two tests are done. You go for a traditional pap smear and you also get the human papillomavirus test. Now That's something different than the pap That smear? is something correct. That is something different. Um, they're speaking differently than just a pap smear. So this this test is a is specifically for human papillomavirus types. And how is that test done? It's done, it's done at the same, same time. Yes, it's okay. just a different, it's a different test. You have to request it. Okay. Okay. So mm -hmm. if they've determined that your pap smear is normal and you don't have these high-risk types of human papillomavirus, then you don't need to have a, another testing session for five years. Whoa. This so for women between 30 and 65? 30 and 65, right. So co-testing okay. with pap smears and HBB testing every five years is preferred but what they've said was if you don't have the co-testing for some reason either the, the office doesn't do it or it's not covered what whatever um, then then you also can be a candidate for every three-year routine pap smears just as the age of 21 to 29 okay okay mm -hmm. so either the co-testing or the PAP alone every three years, okay? Yeah. And again, the cutoff was age 65. Mm -hmm. So they say that, you know, how do they come up with these numbers? Well, they start to look at the risk versus benefit. So the risk of having the disease versus the benefit of, you know, the screening process. And so what they've decided is that the, the incidence of cervical cancer um, is not, it declines after the age of 65. So why, that, why is that? I was just going to say it's the opposite because you talk about the robust um, uh, with immune system when you're younger, but right. when we age, that, that gets more compromised, doesn't it? Well, so the immune system gets more compromised, but your exposure yeah. likely went down. I see. So if we, okay. yes, exactly. So what happens is cervical cancer occurs typically 15 to 25 years after an HPV infection. So most of the people being exposed to HPV are younger women. Right. Therefore, if it's 15 to 25 years, the risk of a woman at the age of 65 acquiring a new HPV infection is so low that it doesn't justify the pap smear cost. Mm -hmm. So given, they say, given the low risk of progression to cancer in this age range, there's no need to have screening, even if you've gotten a new sexual partner. My. So okay. it's a 
I think it's a it's a very hard concept to understand when you've been in an environment where, you know, we're all about prevention, we're all about screening, and, yeah. you know, yearly visits are the way to go so that we don't miss anything. And I think that what we need to understand is when we talk about pap smears, we're only talking about the element of cervical cancer. We are not talking about an annual exam and skipping the annual exam. We're only talking about skipping the pap smear portion of the annual exam. We've all too long, you know, associated our annual with our pap and we think it's one and the same, but it's not. That's the exam is the exam is one part. The pap yeah. smear is just a very small part of the whole exam. And so what I really I caution people about is, you know, don't please don't think that Simply saying you don't need a PAP for five years means you get to escape the reality of needing an exam because all too often people forget that they need a breast exam, they need a pap smear, somebody, or they need a pelvic exam rather. They need somebody to be looking in areas that they can't physically see to make sure skin looks okay, that there aren't any lesions or, or growths or abnormal colorations, uh, you know, of the skin. Um, you know, breast exams, of course, need to be done. So. While the guidelines for pap smear screening have changed because our technology has gotten better and our science has gotten better so that we understand what our real risk is, nothing will take away the fact that you still need your exam. Mm -hmm. And I, I would tell you that I am one of those people that uh, probably made that association as well, that if you don't need to get a pap smear, you don't need to have the exam. And I think Correct. that's such an important point to bring Correct. up. The Correct. annual exam is still important. Right. And it differs from the primary care doctor's annual exam because they also have an annual exam. And so the gynecology annual is different from the the regular annual. And one, one last, you know, little bit about people with who have a history of hysterectomies, you know, it always comes up, do I or don't I need a pap? And so if the hysterectomy was done for any reason other than cervical disease, so for instance, these women have never had an abnormal pap, um, then at the time of hysterectomy, you theoretically don't need to have additional pap smear screening testing if you're not a high-risk person. Mm -hmm. So if you have had any kind of cervical abnormalities proven, you know, over the years, then you do still need to have more frequent pap smears, regardless of hysterectomy, not hysterectomy. But if the uterus was removed for abnormal bleeding or fibroids or an ovarian cyst or whatever it might might have been, and it wasn't related to cervical disease, then you're fine to say that you really don't need to continue with pap smear screenings. Yeah. That's an important point because a, a lot of women over the age of 65 have had hysterectomies even before that. They've all had a hysterectomy. Let's just say that out loud. Everybody over the age of 65 has had a hysterectomy because that was what used to happen. They would just say, oh, let's have a hysterectomy. Oh, let's have a hysterectomy. Um, you know, now this day and age, we don't do that. We have alternatives to hysterectomies, and we try to use those. But, but yeah. quite honestly, that population, that older gal population, there's a lot of hysterectomies out there. Yeah whether they need it or not. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. Okay. So your, I think your point was well made that you, there are reasons why you would want to have pap smears after the age of 65, and there are plenty of reasons why you don't need them either. Correct, but correct. And I think that it's an individual reason, and you really need to make sure that you're not neglecting 
the visit itself. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. So there is yes. a difference between all of those. Okay, uh, Barbara, tell everybody where they can reach you if they would like to get some more information. Yeah, so we are located across the street from Regional Hospital. We're in the Physicians Building. Um, we can be located. We can be reached uh, via phone at five seven zero three four four nine 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 seven. Um, you can also get information about our practice online at drbarbaraplucknett.com. Um, all the paperwork is available online if you wish or wish wishing to schedule an appointment. Uh, but we would be glad to go through your history with you and decide, you know, what would be a best approach for you. Um, trying to, you know, avoid unnecessary things. That sounds like a real deal. <laughs> so that's such a refreshing way to approach your health. How about that? Yes, how about it? Yes, it is. It's great. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. And, oh, you're welcome. Uh, and we will be right back with uh, Attorney Barbara O'Hara. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business available on Amazon.com. No, but you know what you should say? <laughs> Listen to what? us on iTunes because we have a podcast of the show, everybody, and That's a lot true. of people don't know that. So you can go on to iTunes and download oh, Laurie and, and Lynn Show and have all our past episodes and subscribe so you get the new ones. And just so you know, it was with Emma, as we said earlier, and she said she couldn't find, she found it, but she couldn't do the original way. But anyway, we're he, Lynn, go ahead. You're, who are you? Oh, are my you? name is Lynn Evans. I am, uh, what am I? Yeah. I am um, the uh, president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. Okay. And with us today is what I love to introduce her. I love it. As I always say, the lovely and talented and smart attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, who has been practicing family law for the last 36 years. Barbara is a partner with Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara on Drinker Street in Dunmore. And Barb, welcome. Thank you. As Thank always. You much. As always, Kim. Always nice to be here. And today, it, I normally talk about divorce, custody, or support, which are not pleasant topics. No. But uh, it's what I do for a living. And I can be reached at um, 570-344-7171. And my office is at 1421 East Drinker Street. I do divorce, custody, and support work in Lackawanna, Luzerne, Susquehanna, Wayne, and Wyoming. But She's also available on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm really passionate about yeah. and what I know Lori and Lynn are also passionate about is the Women in Philanthropy Project that is run by the Scranton Area Foundation. And if you don't know what that is, back in 2014, uh, the Scranton Area Foundation decided that they were going to address the needs of women in, in the Lackawanna County area. And they got together all of the powerful women in this area, including the people in this room, and said, okay, what, do, what is it that we need to address? And one of them, one thing that they do is they help women businesses. Because when you help a woman's business, you help her family. And so many women are supporting their children 
and what they do is they coach you along with your business idea and have you go through the the University of Scranton um, small business program Mm -hmm. and they help you with your business plan and you go through a course and it's a very serious course about doing business the right way and then they help you and they loan you money and that's one of the programs that I'm involved with because I mentor women that come out of that program that get lent the money. And you know, Barb, um, I know there were a core group of women who did, made the initial investment mm-hmm. of I'm one money, of them. And you're I'm a one founding of them, member. Which Lynn and I are, you're not Lynn, are you? Are you? Okay, so I am not, but yeah. I want, I will be. As a matter of fact, before we went on air, we spoke a little bit about that. And I have spoken to both Rose Broderick and Donna Barbetti, two women who I also know who are involved, and just got my letter from Laura recently. Uh, um, and we have to say, under the leadership there of Laura Duchesse, Laura is yeah, unbelievable. She, yeah, Every been, time I'm with her, I'm impressed even more. Yeah, she's Mitch. done a wonderful job. And, and prior to her, Jean Bovard, who I adore with... I adore the woman has done such they've as women leaders for that foundation have been tremendous. Laura is, um, it, you know, came in and an innovative thinker yes, and, and, and changed she's very, very that, creative. Yes. And we she all bring our own programs flair. and she's getting funding for all yep. these programs. Yep. She's getting money out of places that amaze no, the rest it's of us. Phenomenal. And, <laughs> and but what's nice about what I really liked and I said to the girls when they said to me, would you consider being, what is the first level? Um, the found, a founding member. Okay. So if, would you, com, you know, commit to that because can we discuss the the price on it or don't we want to talk about it? Oh, okay. To be a founding it's $10, member, it's $10,000 right, over five years. Oh. Over the course of five years. Right, which I think, and what I loved, and I had said, and I wasn't sure if it could be done, I said to to Donna Barbetti, you know, I really want to do that, but I'd like a I'd like to do something monthly that I know it's in my budget. And now, and lo and behold, the the letter came and Laura wrote her little note, which I think is so important on letters like that. Would you please consider joining us? And then it lists the several, the levels of which you can contribute and what then your involvement as that member is, which I'm I'm preaching to the choir with both of you. I am going to do it because I think the commitment that, and especially if you think about it from a monthly standpoint, you put, you, you put it in there and you know that's part of what you're you you, there's something really good about what you're saying Mm -hmm. is is helping women achieve their dream and help is and other women are funding and not only funding but just helping make your dreams come true local people and actually um i was at the scranton area foundation board meeting yesterday and they're putting in a new level an intermediate level okay. called a guiding member. All right. Because they know some people can't do the $2,000 a month commitment. And so there are lesser ones. And now there's an intermediate. 2000 call, a year. Called yeah, a, yeah. A, a guiding member. Yeah. So what do they I do with that money? Wonderful. Yeah, they, talk about They that. lend it to, to women um, who are starting this. They're small businesses. Mm-hmm. And there's three other programs. The one program is the STEAM program where they go out to schools and they've hired this woman who is a phenomenal teacher and you would want to be in a class taught by this woman it, you've you've gone to her mm-hmm. her, her presentation mm-hmm. she was such a dynamo i can't imagine having a teacher that was oh. that good and she gets the the particularly the girls interested in 
science, technology, engineering, mm-hmm. math, and art. Mm-hmm. And th- they do programs with them. They're in Riverside schools. They're in the Scranton schools. They're expanding to other school districts because they realize this is an area where <sighs> girls that may have been interested in science and math, it drops off at the seventh grade level. And they wanted to know why is that and whether or not it's a social issue or it's certainly not an academic thing because they have the ability, but suddenly the interest drops off dramatically. Mm -hmm. So they thought that's the point at which you really need to attack this and start saying, okay, what can we do to promote women in the sciences? And it's a terrific, terrific program. And it's one of the four programs they have. So there's st- there's STEM and STEAM, right? Well, because art is is the A and art is the STEAM. A and STEAM, and, and STEM is not without it. STEAM, right. and then they added the art, mm-hmm. the A in art. And let's these. face it, too, Barbara and Lynn, you would attest to this, you guys. Women who, and I know my, and this isn't, I'm talking from my boys are boys. I mean, I had two boys and, and no girls, but even my son, Tommy, who was as talented as talented could be in the singing realm. And I said, Tommy, not cause you're mine, but you could go to Broadway and make it with that voice and every, and he said, I'll never make the money I want to make. I know. And he just said, I'm not doing it because I want to do something where I can think I can make more money. And and that is what happens. Mm-hmm. So many even young girls who dance or do things their whole life, they think I'm never going to do anything with this. So they stop doing that. Anything artistic, so to speak, because they think that it's like, you know, that old line starving artist. It's so attached to them, right? Mm-hmm. That's a problem. The engineering, as you were saying earlier, kids, it's not as glamorous or sexy or whatever it is at the time. So they they, they stay away from it. Well, and also there's the perception of that's a man's. Absolutely. That, that's, uh, that's yeah, like cause it's a, not a male sex. That's what I mean. It's realm. not sexy. And actually, I had that kind of experience when I when was you in high school. When you would go to law school? When I was in high school, a woman came to my high school and she was a um, public defender in Montgomery County, which is where the Bill Cosby trial uh-huh. is right now. And she came and spoke to my, to my high school, Bishop Kenrick in Norristown, that is no longer, and said, hey, women can be lawyers. And if you want to be a lawyer and you want to see what it's like day in, day out at the courthouse, Give me a call. Here's my phone number. Call me and shadow me for a day. And that's exactly wow, what I did. That is fabulous. And you know what? Up till then, and that I had never seen a then, female right? attorney. <gasps> this was 1973. Yes, I had never exactly. seen a female attorney. And wow. I thought, I'm going to take her up on that. And because, you did? Uh, uh, yes. And I followed her did around mom, for the day. Did your mom think it was cool? Like when you said, hey, I want to do this. Was she a little nervous? My or? mom said, you fight with me all the time. <laughs> It's You're better you, be a get perfect pay, lawyer. you get paid to do that. <laughs> and my go. mother saw that as at least I That's had great. had an ability to get paid for what came natural. <laughs> That's right. So my mother was fine with that. There was one cousin that was a male that was an attorney. He was the only attorney in my family. Everybody else were in other professions. So in any event, I did this because somebody did it for you somebody did it for me <gasps> See, back in 1973 mm-hmm. and that's Barbara. that's because in your head you have to say this is possible absolutely i could do that 
and see that that's so, you know, the old what comes around, what goes around, comes around, whatever. Yes. And, and, and you, you know, when you have something happen to you in that respect, you right. hope you can make a difference yes. to someone else. And, you know, speaking of that, Lynn, we were t- just mentioned her name yesterday. Who was the first woman admitted? I know it's another woman because it was in the paper, but of recent years, there were very few women in the Bar Association for yes. Lackawanna County Bar years ago. Wasn't like Bridget Carey and Leona Lincheska, weren't they? like two Jill they, Miller they like sure she's were. beneath them um, as far as age like yes. younger right. but these women weren't mm-hmm. they like when you started when Barbara, I started there, a lot there of was women. a handful of women yeah. up here yeah. I came from Philadelphia and there were very few women up here and it was every time you walked in the cur- courtroom you were the only woman there other than the court reporter oh, yeah it's and amazing so you know, it, it was <laughs> it was very, very different. And you were in uh, a financial field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were very few yeah. women in that, too. Yep. So the other programs that, that they do is they do a, um, a financial savings match program. So uh, a woman who wanted to, uh, I should preface this, they realize that some people are set back by some financial issues. My car breaks down. I can't get to work. I lose my job. Right. Um, or I want to buy a house, I can't buy a house, whatever. So what they do is they, they do savings programs with women and they'll match it, which is a phenomenal thing. So, so you do get, you know, if I'm saving for a car and I save $2,500 over the course of two years, they match that. So now I have the 5000 towards a car and I could get reliable transportation so I can get to work. Is there a because cap on that, Barbara? You know? they, 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 I think it's twenty five hundred. Okay, I don't yeah. volunteer no, in that good. program. That's and then great. there's a health, health and wellness because they realize that that's a real serious issue Absolutely. for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing. Um, it is amazing. Another plug for the Scranton Area Foundation. They are now running a lot of of um, scholarship foundations. Mm-hmm. So let's say in your will you want to start a scholarship for a certain purpose. They will they will do all the work for you, so to if set you, it up and to, get it going. To set it up, and mm-hmm. every year, take the applicants it. and everything. Yep. And I, I was on it. the committee that that chose seventeen different scholarships, and they do the work for you. Yeah, so they it. manage your money, and and they would administrate the whole um, uh, scholarship program. And it's w- a wonderful, wonderful thing. You can contact the Sc- Scranton Area Foundation. Um, and ask for anybody there. Say you want to set up a scholarship, and they will. They they do the work. It's a wonderful it. opportunity are, for wonderful everyone in the job. area. Barbara, thank you for that. Thank you for bringing that up into the attention of people. If anyone's interested in the women in philanthropy, being part of that and um, being someone who will make a big difference in a young woman's life, look, call them for that too. So, Barbara, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for helping us. It's something here. I know the three of us are very passionate about. Indeed, we are. Love it. All right. Well, everybody, thanks, thanks for watching. Happy, happy, happy Father's listening. Day to everybody listening. out there. And we will just listening, watching, listening. <laughs> thank you so much. Happy thank Father's you. Day to my father up in heaven and we'll talk to you we'll see you next week thank you be safe and please be nice thank you Bye. bye bye this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.